You need a father, father's voice speaking into your life on a regular basis. Because it keeps you balanced. It keeps you in order. It keeps you seeing things from a higher perspective. See? See, shepherds and fathers kind of are the same. See, shepherds can see over. See, they see when the wolf is coming. They, they taller. They can see over the sheep. See? And I believe every, every single solitary person should have, to reach your full potential, a fatherly voice speaking into your life. Um, see, the time we're living in right now, I know none of us ain't blind, and I know we all feel with the Holy Ghost. There is an increased attack. I would call it an absolute assault on the fathers in the earth. There's an absolute assault coming from all angles. It's coming from hell is what it is. It's coming from hell because Satan been jealous since the days of the garden. He's been jealous of Adam. He's been jealous. That's why he came to Eve because he's jealous. He was jealous of Adam's relationship with his father. Then he was jealous because Adam's father gave him a beautiful bride, a woman, a helpmate. Didn't leave him alone. He was jealous. So he said, I got to attack this father. I got to attack this woman. See, this spirit today is trying to d diminish our authority as fathers. It's trying to diminish our voice as fathers. It's trying to diminish our influence as fathers. It's trying to diminish our masculinity as Ooh. men and as fathers. So, you know, I don't play that game. I don't play that whole game that they're talking about this month. I don't play that game. Y'all can put this on Facebook or you. I know people say it. You can put it on if you want to. I don't play the pride game. I don't play that homosexual transgender game. I love every last one of them. I love them, love them, love them. But you're not going to take Father's Day away. You know that's what they're trying to do, y'all. You know Father's Day is this Sunday, right? They gave fathers a day. They're going to try to override our day and call it Pride Month. Now this this Father's Month. This is the Father's yes. Day month. We're gonna honor fathers. Yeah, We're gonna honor our fathers in the faith, our fathers in the church, our fathers in our families. I don't care if your daddy's a crackhead. I don't care if he's an alcoholic. We're gonna honor the fathers this month. We're gonna honor our fathers because when we do that, we honor our heavenly father. We honor our heavenly father. Then he's trying to diminish our rank as fathers. See, because the spiritual world understands only one thing. Greater authority. That's all they understand. So if they can unrank us as fathers and our, un unrank our authority, that's the first step. Because you know that's what he's done in the black community in our nation. You know that's what he's done. He came at the, at the, at the father's. He came at the men. He came at the males. He said, I'm going to take these men out. I'm going to take these fathers out and try to destroy a whole race of people in our nation. And there's so much disorder in that community right now. So much disorder. So much out of orderness. Young men want to be women. Young men want to be with men. Young men wearing dresses. It's not going to happen on my watch. It's not going to happen on my watch. I'm not going to let that thing be exalted in our nation. We're going to say this is Father's 
month. The next month is Jesus month, right? We're going to start a Jesus movement. <laughs> July is Jesus month, right? Yes. July yes. is Jesus month. If they want to say this is Pride month, we know where Pride come from. Pride was the reason yeah. Satan got kicked out of heaven. Because of pride. Y'all exalting pride. And the rainbow ain't, ain't, ain't the homosexual's colors or the rain. The rainbow is the Lord's, right? The rainbow comes from heaven. See what I'm saying? So we're not going to let them take it back. We're going we gonna to have it as ours. Amen. Amen. But that was just a little, you know, just to break some things up. We're going to get in a few scriptures now and I'm going to bring it to you. I'm going to lay a foundation with some scriptures. But this is what I heard a couple of days ago. Prophetic word. The Lord said, I'm restoring the order of the Father in the earth. I'm restoring the order. And placing it as a set order. I'm setting the order of the Father in the earth. I'm restoring it. I'm restoring it. We all know we're in a restart. We all know we're in a reset. If you don't, if, if, if you don't believe that, something wrong with you. You don't even have to be saved to see if your life was reset, restarted in the last year. But God says, I'm restoring the order of the Father. I'm raising up fathers. I got it. Go. I'm raising up fathers because until fathers are in their set place, in their set order, nothing else can take place. And Jezebel cannot be defeated. The only anointing that can defeat the spirit of Jezebel is the anointing of the Father. The anointing of the Father. The Heavenly Father, but flowing through fathers in the yes, earth. Yes. Fathers in the earth. Because that's God's set order. That is, that's his set ordained order. See, fathers give. Fathers love. Fathers sacrifice. Fathers soak. What scripture that sound like? That sounds like John 3, 3.16. For God so loved that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him. Right? Isn't that it? He gave. He loved. He sacrificed his only. And then he sowed his son into the earth. That way we can have free standing with our heavenly father again after Jesus died and rose on, died on the cross and rose three days later. That was what it's all about. See, 1 Corinthians 4.15. You have 10,000 instructors or teachers and have not many fathers. Have not many fathers. Is that not what we're up against right now in the body of Christ? You got everybody and their mama want to prophesy. Everybody and their mama and their daddy want to prophesy or prophesy. But don't nobody want to raise somebody up. Nobody. Don't nobody want to father nobody. They want to preach at everybody's conference team. I, I came up in that. I came up in that mess. And I did say mess. In that conference driven, name dropping, charismania. No fathers. No fathers. Nobody wants to get in the dirt with anybody. That's what he was saying right there. And all y'all want to teach and, and, run, and talk and think you know everything, but you don't want to give up your time. You don't want to raise somebody up, raise up the next prophet. Like Elijah and Elisha. We ain't got time to go into that story today. 
and teed on touch base on it for some years. My God, there's some anointing on that. Elijah, he didn't even want Elijah to come. To, 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 he was like, boy, leave me alone. Don't leave me alone, young man. And he kept on coming, he kept on coming, but his perseverance. My God, fathers, not many fathers. I believe, you know, last year we got the word. We, this is, of course, new breed, part of our new breed ministry. But the Lord came, the word came to Matt last year and said, we're going to call this dad. He asked me first, out of honor. He said, Dad, what do you think? We call this the Father's house. I said, one, yes, man, I, yes, I hear that. So we call this the Father's house. I believe this message tonight is very significant. Very, very important, this message tonight on the foundation that we're laying. I believe this message needs to continually be preached about the Father, our Heavenly Father, the importance of the Father on the earth, the importance of the Father on the earth. So God is restoring the order of the Father. I'm going to just read a few scriptures here to lay the foundation. I know I didn't read one yet, but we're going to read some, a couple of scriptures. I'm going to bring it to you up and lay down, and I'm just bounce off of him a little bit. Let's see what he has to say here. We're going to go to Malachi 4 6. Malachi 4 6. We've got three, four scriptures. I, I can just read them. You can turn them if you want. We all know them. We've read them before. Ain't no new scriptures. Malachi 4 6. This is the last scripture in the Old Testament, y'all. Last scripture in the Old Testament. What did the Lord say? What did he say? What did he say, T? Verse 6. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers. That's what he said in Malachi, last scripture in the Old Testament. He didn't speak again for almost 400 some years until John the Baptist. That's what he said. That's what he said. Now we're going to go to John 5.19. This is it. This is it. John five nineteen. John five nineteen. Jesus said, "They answered Jesus and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise." So he's doing what his father does. Jesus is doing what his father does. For the father loveth the son and showeth them all things that himself doeth. So our heavenly father is showing Jesus everything that he doeth. He already showed him. And he will show him greater works than these that he may marvel. For as the father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the son quickeneth him whom he will. For the father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the son. That all men should honor the Son, even as as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which has sent him. I'm going to read one more scripture, just because. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Then verse 26, For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. My God, that wraps it up right there. The Father and the Son relationship. I'm going to read one more scripture to you and I'm going to bring you up and let you break over a couple of things. 
Come right on up here right now. Um, let's go. I believe it was John 12. John 12. 49 and 50. John 12. 49 and 50. This one is amazing. Verse 49. For I have not spoken of myself. This is Jesus. But the Father which sent me, he gave me a commitment, a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father has said unto me, so I speak. So Jesus is basically saying, I only say what the Father told me to say. I only do what the Father told me to do. Right? That's what this thing is all about. Honoring the Father. My God, my God, my God. How you feeling, T? You feeling like you said, Go ahead. So I'm going to sit right here. I might, might cut you off a couple of times. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where we go. Okay, um, I want to start just talking with this real simple prayer, let the atmosphere for us, whatever I speak. Um, Lord God, I just pray, God, in the atmosphere right now, God, in everyone's heart, God, individually, God, that I pray, God, that my words, God, penetrate each heart, God, mind, very slow, God. I pray, Father, God, that my words, God, become a seed, God, that manifests, God, into their hearts, God, and they produce multiple multiple hundredfold back from, from this Lord. So I just thank you God. Amen. Amen. Thank you Lord. Um, before I read the scriptures I want to tell you just a little just a little, little bit of story real quick. Um, I was raised to you know uh, didn't have any relationship with my father. Um, always knew about my father. Never really had a good relationship with him. Um, my mom always just said you know he come around that you just scatter them off, you know, like you didn't exist. But I want to tell you what that did for me growing up as a man. It, 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 it pulled me to a place where I had a lot of insecurities about myself. Um, I had no foundation. And, yeah, I, you know, I was saved at a very young age. You know, my grandmother took me to church um, every Sunday. You know, when I was there, you know, with your Sunday best on, you know, going to church. Um, and I, I love God. I had a heart for God. But here's the thing that I that I come to realize: even though I love God and I was saved, there were some things that uh, that a father in my life would help me see God at a different perspective. And you know, I used to be a big fan of like, you know, I, I like watching biblical movies. I like watching the old Jesus movies. You know, you go and like. You know, and, and all, you know, like the old time ones, you know. And I would always see, like, you know, you would always see, like, Moses and all this stuff. So I would always so be inspired by that. I said, I want to do that. I want, I want God to use me like that. You know, I, I, want, I, want, I want miracles to flow through me. Um, but I remember when I was about 16 or 17, God said to me, I can do that through you, but I need you to 
be quiet and just listen to me. Because, as you know, I was born out of covenant. I, you know, my mom and dad were married. Um, and as we know now, like, you know, once, once you accept Jesus, it says all blessings under Christ is for you. I understand that and I grasp that. And yeah, God blesses, Jesus blesses everything. When we're under Christ, we're in heavenly places, all blessings are have access to us. But I'm speaking on the lines of being in a covenant family order of the things that I dealt with as a man that I could not pass on to my to my seed so the blessing could flow right in my bloodline. So, make a long story short, I'm this man right here. And there was some there were some hard times that I had to you know, and he, he, he was he, he was the, he was a man that I always wanted in my life. Um, not only did he know the Lord, but there were spiritual principles that I had the desire for. Um, just his language, just his family sitting at the dinner table. That was foreign to me, but it was something that I desired. And the Lord wanted me to, the Lord put it in my heart to be a father at a very young age. Um, because I didn't have one. Um, and then when I did have, then when I did my father did come around. Um, you know, he was in the big drug, the drug game. You know, he'd sell weed and do all that crazy stuff. But it broke my heart. And I, I dealt with a lot of fear, a lot of insecurities, because I didn't have a father to, when the times when I needed to shut up, to say shut up and listen. You know, and I think all I had at that point was, you know, my mom, she did the best she could, but I just had God as my friend. You know, I remember when I was real young, I just said, God, like, you're all I have. You're my friend. You know, and I think that got me through that adolescent years until, you know, I started to realize different things. And even in the church, you know, I went to many different churches and I always saw, like, you know, the pastor as that identical father figure. You know, I would join a pastor and we're going to go out for coffee and we're going to, he's going to use me in the ministry. And it's just, and I think, you know, now I'm realizing that. We talk about the Father's heart, and I think, you know, now in the church you see people, like, not even focusing on the Father's heart. It's, 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 it's all about, you know, how great is your gift, and how can I use you instead of introducing the Heavenly Father to you so maybe, heaven forbid, you might grow. Heaven forbid, you might blossom. Heaven forbid, you might take my place preaching. You know, and, and, and that's not that's not the father's heart, y'all. That's not what they should be doing. There's young people my age that's that I went in the ministry with today that are on drugs, that are that are in, in, in bad situations, in gangs, in a church where if that pastor just embraced them as the father would love them. And you know, we still pray for our pastors, you know, we still pray for every church in, in this region and in, in the world, but the Lord is, is very uh, upset. He's very upset because, and I truly believe that revival is not going to come from a big conference. It's not going to come from, you know, something that we've done in the past. It's going to come when people finally realize the Father's heart. Yes. And once these pastors and ministers realize the Father's heart, that's when revival will come. Until they realize what the Father's desire is and, that, and, and they match their heart with the Father's heart, there will be no revival. There will be no revival. Because if you do not put your trust and you link together with your heart to the Father's heart, it's still going to be a desert land. 
So I want to go, I want to say a couple scriptures. Um, John, John 14, chapter 14, verse 8. 14, verse 8. Oh, wait. He said, Philip. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. Show us the Father. And we will be satisfied. You know what that tells me right there? So we stop right there. That tells me that, that in, 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 in that group, in this well, they were fatherless. Yeah. yeah. So when we're fatherless, right. he said that I will be satisfied. Yes. And Jesus, he said, I've been with you this whole time, Philip. He said, and yet you have, you don't know who I am? Oh, but he said, yet you don't know who I am. So he said, oh, man. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So what? He said, he said, why are you asking me this, Philip? I've been with you for three. Why are you asking me this? Has it, have, have not I reflected my Father? Has not the Father been reflected through me? Haven't, haven't, we, been, haven't we discussed this already? Really, he, he wasn't talking to Philip. He was talking about those, those insecurities. He was talking about that maybe that thing he went through in his inner man. He wasn't talking to Philip. He was saying, he said, cut, cut that all out. You know who I am. Yes, Jesus. He says, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not from my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Yes. Through. Just because that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the works you have seen me do, I tell you the truth, anyone who sees me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works. Doesn't our Father want us to do greater works? As a Father, if, if, you know, some of you guys have got kids, don't you want to tell you something? I want, I want you to be better than me. I want you to be greater than me. I want you to be the, to be the best, best that I ever could be. And that's the same reflection that the Heavenly Father has for His children, for us. Yes. He wants us to pray. His heart is for revival. That's his heart is heart. for the good of mankind. But if we don't align ourselves with his heart, Satan can just occupy whatever he can do. Mm. He can any door. If I realize if you don't align your heart with the Father's heart, it gives access to Satan. To, in, a lot, in some words, I would say to, I'm trying to find the word. To basically shield that heart, to to get moldy, it gets kind of stale because you're not being connected. So Satan can just come and plant seeds in your head and corrupt that heart, so it won't match with the Father's heart. That's what we see a lot of preachers, and they're preaching all this stuff, and they start good, they start connecting with the Father, but what happens? The love of money comes in. Because they're not, they're not in that secret place. They're not doing what they're not doing their father's business, and that's when we see the lack of a whole generation fail. Because one man who God put on a pulpit has is not been seeking the, the true heart of the father. So a whole generation has failed based on the connection between heaven and on earth. Because truly, if you look the word, what, what, what does Jesus tell us? He says, "Our father." That's the first thing he says. He don't say anything. The first thing he says is our father. 
who art in heaven, hallowed be the name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done. So that tells you that his whole intention for the home, for the father, for the children, it was to it was to reflect the picture of what is actually in heaven. What actually the father, the son, his the seeds of the generations. Even Christ said, he said, I want you to see my father's glory. When he left the earth, I think Tim spoke about it in his last prayer. He said, I want you to see the glory of the father through me. I want you to see the glory. I want you to be with me where I am so you can see the father. I, I, he said, I already seen the father. I, I've been there and done that, but I want you to see it. I want you to see it. Ooh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be flipping right. I'm gonna go to Genesis. Genesis 12. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence here. Genesis 12. You know, we've been talking about now faith. You know, last weekend, I think one of the the patriarchs of our faith of the Father is, of course, Abraham, and he he Abraham set the standard. He he set the standard. Yeah. If there is any of a father in the Scripture that you want to set it, it, it will be Abraham, right. because when God called him, you can read. He said, "12 Genesis 12. The Lord has said to Abraham. He said, leave your native country and your relatives.'" I would say in all your familiar spirits that you know, <laughs> in your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. He said all the families on the earth. He didn't say who, 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 who you were connected to with your blood. He said nothing about that. He said all the families around you will be blessed because of you. So Abraham departed as the Lord instructed, and, the, and Lot went with him. Abraham was, was 75 years old. Look at David, 75 years old. The Lord call you? I can't even, I can't even imagine this. I'm only 31. He called you 75. Wow. Stop. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so, to make a long story short, he, Abraham was working his now faith. And it's funny how we were speaking about now faith. Now we're speaking about the Father. Because I believe to be a father, you have to have now faith. Because it says it's, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible. So if you have the Father's heart, but you don't have faith, you better be checking. You better be checking, looking in the mirror now. Because if, if you want to have, you want to see revival in your in, in your city, in your nation. If you want to have your heart connected to the Father's heart, you better have you some now faith. You better have you some now faith. Yes, sir. Because God will tell you to step out on some things that will seem crazy, that will seem unbelievable. But you gotta take the step. Once you take the step. God will be behind you. That's why it's called now faith. Like we said, but it's in the now. It's not too much ahead. It's just in the now. 
And I believe Abraham was an example of a father who took that now faith. Because in that time, if you if you guys don't know the history, in that time, after the flood of Noah, there was several generations where people didn't have any connect, connection with the creator of God. So there were different tribes, different tongues, and different things. So Abraham was really a... Uh, uh, the, the true pioneer of, 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 of this word, of this gospel. Yes. And the fact that he called Abraham, the first thing he told him, he said, I want to make you a father. Yes. That that should speak, you know, that should speak values. Mm -hmm. Values. Yeah. Because, see, he wasn't interested in making, God, I don't think God was interested in making this, this, this big church or this big platform. He was interested in creating people who he could flow with. Yeah, people who yeah, could flow yeah, through, yeah, people who uh, we could, when they flow through, that that they, even though they may be fatherless, they'll feel the father's touch, and right, they'll begin right, to right. bring miracles. Will begin to work through them. Yes, that's, what that's, right. that's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. And he said, and he said, if, if I gotta use this one man who just who was who was in discomfort enough at that time to just hear my voice, why? What what made Abraham so different than everybody else in that time? Yeah. Yeah. He wondered. Because he, because he was discomfort. He said, I need something. There's something in me that I need. There's something missing. Yeah. And he said, what is this voice I'm hearing? What is this, what is this in my inner core about me? What am I hearing? He called him. He called him. And sometimes right. when you step up, it all starts with the call. Yes, it you want to have a revival, it starts with the call. Come on. He's restoring it. He's restoring the order of the Father, see? And, yeah, I, yes, and, and, and what I love, too, when you see, said, before there was a preacher, before there was a, a pastor, before there was a prophet, there was a father, before there was, I was going to jump the, up the, say the that fivefold, before there was the fivefold ministry, right? Come there on. was what? Father. There was a father. Right. There was a father. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? Before it was a priest, yeah. there was a father. Come on. My God. My Amen. God. So yes, I want to go on the lines of two, mm. and really, um, I also want to read Genesis 17. Yes, Genesis 17. Abraham and Isaac, huh? Yes, sir. So as 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 Abraham left, you know, Abraham had to strive. He had to build. As a father, we have to build. We have to cultivate. We have to um we have to learn and we have to experience. And I believe during this time when God had called Abraham, I believe one of the also important things. A father that you can pass on to your children, but I think as a father, you have to learn is to learn how to hear hear God, hear hear His voice, to recognize His voice, and I think that's the whole thing why we have a total lack in our generation of, of, of young people who you mention God and they're just like, yeah, I don't really believe. I believe in a higher power, but I don't really believe in God because they had no one in the home for them to see. Them experience God. Right, right, I mean, right, I mean, right. if you look at the word, there was people in the word where anytime they would say a prayer in, in Abraham's seat, they would say, I am the father of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Yes. He didn't say before he said any of them, he said, I am the father of I am the father of such and such, such and such, such and such. So when you, when you look at it, his desire was to have his own seat, his own seat that he could bless. That was the father's heart. That's why he called Abraham, because he needed a bloodline to flow through. And as you know, that's when Jesus came through. And so he he needed Abraham was that patriarch, so he could flow through to bring his son to die for us. 
So I'm going to read. Preach it, preach it, preach it. Abraham, 17, Genesis 17. When Abraham was 99 years old, yeah. the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God mm -hmm. Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant. covenant. He said, I'll make a covenant with you. Covenant. Yes, he did. With you, which by I will guarantee. He, oh, he said, I guarantee. You ever have God say, I guarantee? Guarantee. Don't that just, you ever hear that when you just like, you just, I guarantee it. I guarantee your prayer going to be answered today. I guarantee it. And then, and then when you match your faith with God says, he said, I will give you, I guarantee I will give you countless descendants. Yeah, and he couldn't even have children. Yeah, Come on, man. He walked in that night. He said, oh. But the Lord said, I want, I want to build that now faith in you. You already took the first step and left. And you trusted me. Yes. To be right. a father of many nations. To be the father of, 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 of a bloodline that I want to bless. But then he says, I will give you not just one. Countless descendants. That, that you can bless through, and it'll keep going. Yes, sir. At this time, Abraham fell face down to the ground, and God face. said to him, "This is my covenant with you. I will make, who I will make you the father of multitude of nations. Many nations. What's more, I am changing your name. <laughs> you know oh my God! You ever get into the situation where you 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 where God can just change you?" Where you thinking one one thing and then he just flips it and you're just like a whole new person. Yes. Where the Holy Spirit just comes and he just removes everything you used to know. You know, you everyone you ever get like a nickname where like your family used to call you and you used to hate it. You know, for mine, mine was Bubba. They used to always call me Bubba. Bubba. Like, and, and everyone would call me that and I used to hate it. Yeah. It, it used to always remind me of for some reason of the things in my past that I hate. The discomfort wow. I used to have. Because that was all what those familiar spirits were, were relying to. So when you come out of that and people say, saying, no, my name is Terrence. My name is Terrence. It's not Bubba, it's Terrence. You know, and I think that's the whole thing of that familiar spirit trying to keep dragging you back to those yeah. to your old way. Yeah, I said, no, I'm a new creature. I, ha I have a covenant with him. Right. He's going to bless me and my seed right. forevermore. Right. 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 So, and I think that's what the devil does a lot of times is, you know, he always puts that stuff in our ears saying, oh, we used to be dudes, do this, used to, God can't bless you, you used to do this, you used to do No, 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 no. Right. God guaranteed me. That's right. He guaranteed me. Guaranteed, a covenant. Amen. Yes, Lord. When he did, so as you know, Abraham did have a son named Isaac. Um, his wife was barren. As you know, Sarah, which is it's kind of funny to name Sarah. <laughs> but it, it, it's funny how the Lord said that their child Isaac means laughter. So after all the toil that him and Sarah went through, the sadness, the, the drought, the 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 barrenness, the dryness, he says, I'm going to replace multitudes of time with this child with laughter, with, with, with peace. So I'm going to read also the last scripture, Genesis 22, Genesis 22. 22. It says, sometime later, God 
tested Abraham's faith. Oh, here we go. Here we go. That now faith, now it's going to be tested now. He said, Ooh. Abraham said, yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son. Right, before you go forward, you see, he's reading out of a different version. Let me tell you what the, what the King James <laughs> says in verse 2. And he said, take now thy son. He said, take now thy son. That's what it says in King James. Take now thy son. <laughs> he says, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much. Your only son. Whom you love so much. And go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. Amen. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set up for a place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told his servants. The boy and I will travel up a little further. We will worship there. And then we will come right back. I want to stop right before I go forward. Was he not saying his now faith there? God just told him, we're going to go. I want you to go to the mountain. I want you to sacrifice your own son. He told his servants, we're about to go and worship. So Abraham already had his mind going to the mountain. He said, God, you're going you gonna to do this. You're going to work this out. But you said, guaranteed me, see? We'll you guaranteed in. me. Yeah, so he already in. had that now faith going to the mountain. Yeah, he said, God, I trust you. I trust you. Uh -huh. I trust you. That's right. And he so told, he told the them, so they got to come back. He said, I'm going to come again. So he told them, he manifested that now faith to them. We're going to come back down. That's right. So Abraham placed the wood on the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders. Doesn't that sound like uh, Christ at the cross? Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. He said he placed the wood on Isaac's shoulders. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh-wee. While he himself carried the fire in the night, as two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father. Yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said. But where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Where is the sacrifice? Again, his now faith. He's, Abraham said, God will provide a lamb for the burnt offering. Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. When they arrived at that place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son, Isaac. Let me stop here. Because this is very, 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 very important. Yes. Of, of the, my whole message. Isaac asked Abraham, you have the wood for the fire. Where's the lamb? Now we just said that on earth as it is on heaven. Heaven is supposed to reflect. The earth is supposed to reflect what's in heaven. So we see a picture here of the father and the son. So It said that Abraham put and tied Isaac. Isaac did it willingly. Yes, he did. He didn't force him. He didn't, he didn't have to force him. Why? Because he knew his relationship. Uh, and he knew his father's relationship with this heavenly father. He said, Father, I trust you. I trust you. Now, come on, y'all. Now, if that was me, if that was me, and I was Isaac, I said, I'm not doing this. You can you can go home. We, let's go back down the mountain right now. 
forget this. Forget this. He so trusted his father. He so trusted, he trusted his earthly father because he knew his earthly father had a relationship with his heavenly father. Come on. Those of y'all that don't know, Isaac was about a grown man, wasn't he, when they put him up there? He was about a grown man. I don't know exactly how old he was, but but in this picture, what I want to say, how many children, how many of our generation live in a home that they don't see that? Amen. It burns my heart. Yes, it does. Because, and I felt that, because I always wanted a, a godly father in my yes. home. Mm -hmm. So I could relate to God more, because even though he's a spirit, yeah. And we prayed to him, but we need that manifestation yeah. where speaking into us. So when this man came into my life, guess what he did for me? God said, he did a restart in my life. Yeah. He had to restart my childhood. Amen. So all the insecurities I had, Amen. he began to broke it. He spoke words of encouragement. He spoke words. He spoke faith. When time he spoke faith, it broke all that insecurity off of me. Because God says, you, you always wanted to be a father. I, but you, you, you were in the blessing covenant, so I had to get you with two people that were in the blessing covenant, so it could really grow through you, and you could, and people could rely on you, so you could see, you could learn, and you could hear. And sometimes with work, I had to shut up and say, "Will you tell me something?" Because I would score from up. He said, "Shut up and listen." <laughs> sometimes we just have, and, and, and that taught me. Sometimes we have to just be quiet, listen to God. He even told Abraham when he first got, he, he said, "Go to the place that I will show you." I guarantee he had to listen to where that place was. Right, right, right. Yep, right. So it took Abraham, yep. as the father of faith, time to not only trust God, but to listen. He had to hear from God. He had man. to hear he had to at hear a certain place. Right, right. That's right. So as a father, we have to listen. And we have to, sometimes we have to go through and we have to trust God. Yes. No matter how hard it is, no matter how painful it is. But isn't that how powerful how Isaac said, I trust you, Father. I trust you. Let's do this. Because both of them had no idea what was going to happen. They were both living on faith. Mm -hmm. They were both living on faith. Yes. And I think that's the very moment, guys. That's the very moment when Isaac said, Father, I'll do this. That's the very moment. In the heavenly realm, oh my goodness, when Jesus stood up and said, I'll do it. I'll come down and I'll do it. Yes. Because the father loved Abraham so much, he was like, "We won't use Isaac for for, for the condition of uh, to to for, the, for, for his blood yeah, to him." Yeah. Said, but right. I'll do it. Right. I'll do it, Dad. Because I see your love for Abraham. Mm -hmm. I'll step down. I'll do it. So Abraham don't have to have people to his Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So it goes on. It says, "Verse 10. Abraham, Abraham picked up his knife to kill his son and sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy. The angel said, do not hurt him in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. Wow. For you have not withheld from me even your only son. Your son, your only son. And Abraham looked up and saw a ram. Caught by his horns in the thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering and placed his son. Whew. <laughs> and Abraham named this place Yahweh. God will provide. The Lord will provide. To this day, people will still use that name 
as a prophet. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine that moment? Yes. Where the angel came to Abraham, he said, do not, do not touch your sons. Because I know that he's your God now. Now, now, finally, finally, the Lord says, this is what he says. Now, finally, because now I finally have a father who in the sun can be like how it is in heaven. Now you can release the blessing. Because right after he says, right after that, then he says, which I was going to read it, but I'm just going to go ahead and read it. He says, This is what the Lord said Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld your son, and your own son I swear by my own name that. I will certainly bless you. What now it wasn't. I, he said, I certainly. What verse is that? That is verse 16. 16. No, 17. 17. I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. But and really, in my Bible it says, because you have obeyed my voice, because you have obeyed my voice, my God, amazing, amazing story. So, amazing. If you, so if you really look at that scripture, it tells us how the father, and it's really a great love story, if you look at it, because Abraham was called by God, God wanted to work with one man to have the father to his, have his heart reflected on the earth, and he had a son who represent the Christ as it was in heaven. So the moment when Isaac said, God, I'll do it, that's when Jesus said, listen, I'll do it. I'll come down. And you know, to this day, on Mount Moriah, where they asked where Abraham actually sacrificed, was the same place that Christ was crucified? The very same place? Unbelievable. He said, I'll even die at the same place. But that, that's the Father's heart. That's his love. God said, I, I don't want you. Jesus said, Jesus saw the Father's heart. He knew he loved Abraham. But he said, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I think when he when Jesus came to earth, that's why he came to enter to reintroduce the Father's heart to yes. all mankind. Yes. Yes. Right. So if we as if, if, as if we as the last thing I'm gonna say, so we as a body, a community, a people, and I'm just going sometimes I get in this room where I just like I just release and I just start prophesying. Tell me. There's people waiting. There's young people. Young, young men. And even though maybe you didn't know if your earthly father was maybe not what you desired, but me and you both know that the call that he put on your life, yeah. probably way before you probably even realized that what your father did to you, 